Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Welcome. All right, so as promised from yesterday, we are going to talk about the seven steps to developing a fear of success. Now, first thing you might say is, Michelle, you know, you do a lot of uh, seven steps. You do a lot of developmental processes. You help us understand where am I at in this process? How can I get to the next step? But why in the world would we want to be talking about developing a fear of success? Well, if you understand how the fear of success is developed, you can actually backtrack and figure out what happened in your life. You can not only um, work on some things that that can heal you and, and take care of that fear of success, You can also help to prevent it in others, especially if you're a parent or a grandparent. Okay. So when you know the development and, and you might even already know, Hey, I know I have a fear of success, right? This is going to show you how that was developed in you. Okay. So these seven steps are not things that I have created. They come from, uh, the work of Jose Stevens. Uh, You can look up Transforming Your Dragons, Jose Stevens. It really talks about the why under a lot of your what's that you just might not understand, okay? So we talked a little bit about self-criticism yesterday, right? That that self-criticism really flows from this idea of conditional love that first happened in your caregivers but also is developed in you right? So this idea of conditional love for yourself is saying, uh, you know, I I screwed up over here. Now I'm going to blame, shame, and judge myself because I made a mistake, right? That's conditional love. Or I will only love and appreciate myself if I'm the right body size and shape or uh, have this job or have this money in my bank account, okay? That's a condition of love for yourself, Now, many of us have um, self-destructive tendencies, right? Or the sense of giving up or even a a lack of self-trust, right? All of that can really be summed up in this idea of self-sabotage, right? Things are going really well in your life and then all of a sudden, boom, you make some choice or decision and seemingly unconsciously you make this choice and everything falls apart. Uh, I have a, a client who she's relatively young, um, just, just starting off in her educational leadership journey. And she came, came to me one day and, um, she was experiencing a breakup with her boyfriend, which was quite significant. And as we went through and we were having this conversation, she came to this awareness, this aha moment that actually, uh, all throughout her college years and in the last two years since she's been out, She has broken up with a boyfriend um, between four and six months every single time. So she never goes beyond six months in a relationship. Now, you know, I'm kind of working with her and we're, we're trying to figure that out. But ultimately, she identified one or two relationships that there really wasn't anything wrong other than this uh, internal clock telling her it's time to move on. Or um, a friend of mine, uh, she is working on finishing a degree, okay? And I say working on because she's been in school what seems like 10 years, quite frankly. 
um, she will get to the point where she has all but two credits left and then she'll switch her major. Uh, and then, you know, she'll work on this major or that minor or whatever it is, and then she'll get really close and then she'll switch again. And she's done this, I don't know how many times, uh, to the point where the university was like, listen, if you just took three more classes, you'd literally have three degrees. Uh, and, and when I talked to her about it, it's, she doesn't, uh, she has this fear of graduating and stepping out and doing something because other people might see her. Okay. Which you know, seems really far-fetched, but once we talk about the development today, you're going to notice this not only, you know, for her, but also for you. And I've got another friend who is, um, uh, she's on a weight journey. Um, so she uh, was diagnosed with a couple health issues. She's about 100 pounds overweight. And she came and she said, Michelle, I got to figure this out. What the heck is going on? So basically her pattern was she would lose 10 pounds and then all of a sudden she would stop losing and she would start gaining again. And there was no connection with the, cause you know, sometimes you can go to the, start going to the gym and you can start losing weight and start going to the gym. And as you're building that muscle mass, it weighs more. And so, you know, you're like, oh yeah, okay. I, I'm weighing more because of that. No, no, she wasn't exercising yet. So that wasn't the issue. And this was happening over and over and over again, 10 pounds, she'd celebrate 10 pounds and then she would, um, she would start gaining again. And honestly, it was this idea of, uh, I, 10 pounds was 10% of what she needed. And she had a lot of subconscious beliefs around that 10%. I'm not going to go into her whole story, but I just like to use that as an example because I know many people out there are having some sort of health related journey. Uh, and you're like, why, why is this happening? Right? So we're going to go through the seven steps. Uh, I'll tease out a couple things. I am going to keep it relatively brief. If you really want to delve deeper into all of these, I really would suggest that you um, get Jose Stevens transforming your dragons. Uh, you, you literally could study this for months. Okay. But in a nutshell, the first step of developing a fear of success is that a child learns that love in their house is conditional. So again, referencing what we talked about yesterday, love in your house is, is conditional. So my mom um, was not uh, necessarily free with the affection. Okay. That was not who she was. Um, but she did have very high standards. So if we didn't do things the way that she wanted, we weren't going to get any um, love or affection or attention from her. Okay. But if you did, you know, you would. And so we learned to do things the way she wanted us to do them so that we felt loved. Now contrast that with a mentor of mine. I love how he and his wife have, have chosen to raise their four beautiful children uh, one of the things that they say every single night to their kids and they have since they were born is there is nothing you can do to make me love you more or make me love you less. There is nothing you can do to make me love you more or less. In other words, I love you the same all the time. That is unconditional love. 
okay? So the first step is that you, you learn that love in your home has conditions, okay? Now, some of you are already going, ha ha, yes, I know that, right? Out of that, uh, the, the child fears being inadequate, right? Less than, because if I am inadequate, if I am less than, I am going to lose out on love. So this experience of love, I will get no more, right? Um, you know, they're, they, they aren't in this place of failing forward where, you know, the, the normal natural process is that we would make a mistake. We would learn from our mistake. We would adjust, right? They have this connection with, if I am less than, right? If they have the, if I make a failure, I identify with this notion that I am less than, and now I'm going to lose out on love. That's a real problem, right? So the third step is they begin to, after they've internalized this, they start to apologize for everything, right? They, they have this notion of feeling unworthy. Every time they make a perceived mistake, they feel unworthy over and over and over again. So they apologize for, you know, making too much noise, for wearing the wrong clothes, for making a mess in the bathroom. You know, they apologize for everything over and over again. And the result is that they begin to apologize before they even say or do anything. Um, maybe this is you, you know, you, you, you um, have a hard time speaking up in a meeting. And so you're like, uh, I could be wrong about this X, Y, Z, right? which is not a bad position. It's just coming from this place of, I'm probably wrong. I'll, I'll challenge myself to speak up anyway, right? You're apologizing for yourself. So the next step is that they learn to be small. Um, they hide well, right? If no one notices me, they won't have an expectation of me. And if there's no expectation, well, then there's no failure, so there's no loss of love. So ironically, if I'm small and nobody notices me, I will feel loved. Now, does that logically make sense? No, but remember, this: the fear has no logic. Okay? And then the next thing that happens is that they become, begin to forecast failure with everything right? They, they have this sense of identity that I'm going to screw it up no matter what, right? The other shoe is always going to drop. Life might be okay, but something is always going to come around and screw it up, okay? Now, this actually is a form of control and being right. Uh, it, it is a way to keep yourself safe because if you forecast failure and you're right, that is the only thing you can control, okay? And it's what you know. Fear might fit like a, a glove, but that doesn't make it true. Yes, you can write that one down. Fear might fit like a glove, but it doesn't make it true, okay? So out of this understanding of, of control, right? Control and safety, uh, everything's gonna be, everything's gonna screw up at one point or another. The next step is that they learn to criticize themselves, right? So now I'm not gonna wait for someone else to tell me I did something wrong. 
I'm going to set such high standards for myself. And when I don't meet them, because I won't meet them, right? Because I just set the system up knowing that I'm going to screw up. When I don't meet that expectation, I'm going to blame, shame, and judge myself. So give myself a lot of guilt for not meeting my own high standards. Okay. And then the last thing is, uh, you know, the, a child learns to avoid success at all costs. Okay. It's this insidious creeping in of all of these beliefs. So if you're seen by someone and you show up to be inadequate in some way, there's no more love. So it's best not to start. Do you see this in yourself? I know I see it. When I read about it, I was like, oh my gosh, that explains so much. So what can we do? Well, I think first of all, acknowledgement, right? There's a lot of acknowledgement that we need to do here. So first of all, like we talked about yesterday, people loved you the best that they could with their level of awareness. So it's not your early caregiver's fault that you, you developed this. They were doing their very best, okay? Their expression of love around you really has nothing to do with you, okay? So whether you're parents or grandparents or caregivers were able to love you in the way that you needed or not has nothing to do with you. That has everything to do with them, right? And guess what? You are loved no matter what. Much like my mentor says, there's nothing that you can do to make me love you more or love you less. So in essence, whatever, whatever you consider a higher power is, right? Maybe you don't even, but, but I would ask you to just consider that there's something greater than you, whether you consider it as the universe or God or nature or energy, whatever it is, that entity loves you so much, no matter what you do, you never have to do anything ever again. Okay. I love this new label I've been putting on myself. I'm a loved jerk. Uh, that, that sometimes I do things and say things, listen, I had an amazing conference last week. Uh, it was so energetically draining for me. It took me almost two days to completely recover. Okay. Uh, I was not nice to be around. I fully, uh, admit that. Okay. I was kind of a jerk, but you know what? I'm still a love jerk. The universe loves me no matter what, whether I'm being jerky or not right? And also we want to look at, you know, that, that we have a ton of opportunity every single day to fail forward. So recognize, okay, I might've missed the mark on that thing. That's okay. How can I make it better? Right. And, you know, again, you, you, you don't have to do anything. There is nothing, um, saying that you have to live up to these very high standards you set for yourself. I can't tell you how many of the things that my mother would kind of drill into me that I have acknowledged, I have noticed in myself. I've even seen myself try to replicate that in my children and I've stopped it and said, no, stop. Or I've adjusted it. So for example, somebody on Mother's Day asked the question on, on social media, you know, what was the, 
what was a, a saying your mom always said to you? And, and I put on there, uh, my mom always said when we were leaving a bathroom in public, she would always say, you know, she'd uh, clean the counters, that kind of thing. And she'd say, always leave a bathroom looking better than when you found it. That's great. That's good advice, right? I've adjusted it. So now every time I'm with, a, with my children, and, and, and I've done this since they were really little, they probably don't even realize it, but every time I'm in, cleaning up in the bathroom with them, I will say, you know what, always leave a person better than when you found them, right? So, so I've adjusted it a little bit. So, so it's, uh, my, my worth is not based on whether I clean this bathroom well or not. It just reminds me, oh, yes, we want to make sure that we're, we're spreading love and joy in the world, Okay. And when all of all else fails, uh, we're very fond in, in the Michelle on call group that I run of saying, let your freak flag fly. Uh, you know what? If you got weirdness, if you got strangeness, let it out, man. Find the other people who've got the same amount of weirdness and strangeness. Create a community. Stop blaming and, and shaming and judging yourself for that. We also want to notice any patterns of thought or behavior that we have. So some, some patterns related to this idea of fear of success, hiding, right? Not stepping up. Uh, you, you have a desire to do something, but you don't act on it. Or you have a, a fear of mistakes and that could keep you from acting or it could just keep you from being powerful while you act. Okay. Um, also, not having anything new in your life, right? You get to a point where you're like, okay, I have the same schedule. This is what I do on the weekdays. This is what I do on the weekends. You know, we don't have anything new happening here in, the, in my world because that's a sense of control. That's also a fear of success, of trying something new. Also, do you forecast failure? So when you're getting ready to try something, do you say to yourself, oh, I know I'm going to fail at this. Are you blame, shaming, and judging yourself? Notice those patterns, right? Awakening and, and kind of increasing your awareness is never easy. It's very simple, but it's never easy. Uh, there's going to be lots of feelings as you're working through this, okay? Some people actually will say, um, this was a, a dark night of my soul, right? It is definitely uncomfortable because... You have built this comfort zone with your fear of success out of these, you know, uh, conditional love and self-criticism moments. It's like, it's like that saying I said, fear it, um, might fit like a glove. So replace it with comfort zone. The comfort zone might fit like a glove, but that, that doesn't make it the truth, right? Um, so as you're trying to come out of the comfort zone, you will always cross the terror barrier, Okay. It's always going to feel uncomfortable. That's part of the design of it. But I, I promise you on the other side is really good stuff. Okay. And then, you know, some, some affirmations, if that's your thing, some very simple ones. I am safe. I am protected. I am loved no matter what. Okay. So. Know that you are loved unconditionally, regardless of what those early caregivers did for and with you. Um, and in with, with that, go in all your glory and your weirdness, right? Just let life flow. 
So assess, you know, which one of these seven steps do you see in your life? And then if you would like to have a chat about, you know, next steps and what to do with that, please reach out and let me know. Okay. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.